Welcome to Player One Onsen. I am James and I'm joined in this lovely studio with Jesse. How are you going today? Very good. Thankfully, very warm for the first time in several hours. It's uh, I, I've complained about the toasty nature of the studio before, but it's uh, it's a real safe haven tonight. <laughs> it's it is a us chilly, tonight. chilly evening in Melbourne town. Absolutely. I remember, yeah, heading into the heading to the studio, I was like, hmm, maybe I should have brought like an extra layer because I was freezing waiting for the train. But now, chilling in the studio, where it's normally like a sauna in here, it's 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 just enough heat to be all right. Yes, perfectly passable for now. But yes, in case you. Maybe I'm wondering, who are we? Who's player one? What's this intro? We are the flagship video game show here on Sin. We talk about video games. We talk about culture. We talk about all sorts of stuff that happens. Um, and if you do want to find us on maybe some not-so-live platforms, we do record all of our shows, and you can find those on the podcast platforms, those being Omni, our podcast, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify, and who knows, maybe you're listening to us live. There are so many places you can listen to us live now. You can listen to us on your classic radios, 90.7 FM, DAB, sin.org.au, and at Twitch at sin underscore FM. And obviously, we've got our social media platforms, Player One Sin, or one word on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and you can find the entire playlist of all the songs they've been hearing out throughout tonight's show on our YouTube channel just at player one sin but here we go we've got a show coming up we we took a break last week because the king's birthday not the queen's birthday anymore so yeah still getting still getting used to that i know but something kind of big happened during that break oh do tell we had a thing called the summer games fest and the xbox showcase and other things such as Ubisoft Forward. I believe there's a few other developers at their own conferences. But boy, did we get a lot of news. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we covered the build up to it for a couple of weeks prior to uh, the show that we were not here for last week. So, yeah, there'll be plenty to dissect now that we've got the chance. Yes, but for now, we're going to dive straight into our first song of the evening now. When we talk about rules, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, breaking them, of course. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that everyone wants to do with rules. The first song that you're going to be hearing this evening is Rules Are Meant to Break, and that's by Chelingo and League of Legends from the League of Legends original soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin. Space Junk, Miso Extra, before that, rules are meant to break from the League of Legends OST. This is Player One, right here on Sin. I'm Jesse, joined by James, as I am every week, at least that I'm here. And I've raised a question about the name of this segment before, new and news. Since I'm in charge this week, however, 
I've decided I'm going to say it the right way. So since we're leading off with the news, this segment is going to be called The News and New this week. (laughs) Oh, I've waited to say that because it's been stuck in my craw since then. Now, the news that matters, new seasons galore. There's plenty, of course, I'm aware of some of it, uh, have been involved with some of it. The new seasons, Fortnite and Rocket League, season 11, uh, in Rocket League's case, uh, Fortnite, Chapter 4, Season 3, Wilds, and both of these games, curiously enough, are collaborating with Transformers. That was a, like, two-pronged shock to me. I did not realize that the Transformers franchise maintained as much popularity as it apparently does. Uh, Overwatch 2 also heads into uh, Season 5. And yes, of course, as we mentioned before, the Summer Games Fest has ended. Um, Yeah, there's going to be an absolute ton of stuff to get into, uh, which we'll be doing later on after the top of the hour. The Cronus Mouse has been banned from Call of Duty alongside Fortnite. The Cronus Mouse stood uh, charged with allowing users to play with reduced recoil in the endless war for having streamers be on their platforms exclusively kick has acquired xqc and amaranth to stream on their platforms that's the thing that we're doing now apparently signing um well it already was happening with youtube before youtube from twitch moved people moving to youtube and now it's happening with kick as well yeah i suppose perhaps this represents sort of the next step i was i was well and truly familiar with it happening on youtube but um I guess that was some time ago now, so uh, with Twitch and places like that becoming major players, I suppose this was probably a matter of time. And uh, lastly, Katamari is now kind of on every platform. I guess we'll, we'll call it close enough. Search Katamari into Google and you'll get to play a Katamari minigame directly on the search browser. I'm assuming that applies to uh, to Chrome, or is that is that no, regardless just, of... Just, oh, so it's, it's through just the your, engine itself. Just Google itself, yeah. Oh, very nice. Well, yeah, even better then. All right, great. Yeah, like you well. get to Katamari roll over all your search, all the images on there. Lovely. All right, well, that's better than just a Chrome exclusive. Well, that, uh, that takes care of the rundown of the news, so well, now I guess we'll move to the new. Yeah, because most of the news, obviously, we'll talk about later with the, obviously, Summer Game Fest was where most of the news over the past week was announced. But in terms of the new releases, we got a decent amount coming up throughout the next week. Today, a little bit lonely, just one game, Raiden 3X Mikado Maniacs. Tomorrow, June 20th on Tuesday, we've got Fireball Wizard, The Elder Scrolls Online Shadows of Morrowind DLC as well as the Hero of Nostalgia DLC and the main game releasing to more platforms. June 21st on Wednesday, we have Broken Spectre, Grimlord and King's Blood. And then Thursday, June 22nd, we've got a decent amount of games. We've got Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine, Feed All Monsters, big one coming up, Final Fantasy 16. And I believe you can play a demo currently now as well. Yeah, no doubt that's the feature attraction. Forever Skies, also releasing on June 22nd. And we also have um, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, Hubris, Mars First Logistics, Nimbus Infinity, Nova Lance, and Railway Empire 2. 
Finally, on Friday, June the 23rd, we've got Everdream Valley, Fire Emblem, which is releasing on the NSO expansion pack, so the classic Fire Emblem there, as well as Sky Caravan. And then we've got no games, as far as we could find, releasing on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the 24th to the 26th. So, busy Thursday, very quiet weekend. Yeah, that seems to be the way of the um, that seems to be the way of the land. Well, uh, I would take that most weeks, and that seemed to be a very common trend. Well, most people don't work on the weekend, so that's probably a valid reason not to release a game on the weekend. Yeah, it feels like movies are. I think the, the, the movie business it feels like it's always the same. Like Thursdays, like the big banner day, where they use like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for like uh, box office takings for the first weekend because I know everyone considers that a big deal. I'm glad that you took the new releases this week because there was something about Dr. Fetus's mean meat machine that was... I I wasn't 100% sure I was allowed to say that on the air. Something, something about that just seems very off. It seems like when I look at the new and trending section on Steam and 90% of it is stuff you probably couldn't recite on the air. Um, <laughs> so it's... Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm glad that was your responsibility this time around because I wasn't sure how to handle that one. Well, do you know what I'm going to make your responsibility? Oh, what's that? Reading the next song. Oh, that seems doable enough. You think? You think you can do that? Well, I'll give it a shot. We're going to go to the Tetris 99 main theme. I haven't heard this in ages. Tetris 99 OST, in case that needed to be explained by Teru Tanaguchi. And, of course, we'll be right back here on Sin. This is Player One. I get what you... Get what you want, sorry. Was the song that you just heard, and that's by Lucy Grind. If you want to hear that song and more songs like it, you can find that from the Sweet 16 playlist, and you can listen to that entire thing every Sunday at 5pm on the Sweet Six Sunday Sweets. And before that was the Tetris 99 main theme by Teru Tanaguchi from the Tetris 99 original soundtrack. This is Player One on Sin, and it's time for the playlist. Yes, indeed. I really need to get, like, a fanfare for some of these segments. This one this one would probably be at the top of the list, I would think. Aside from, I don't know, maybe the, the top of the hour, perhaps. We what used to what have would a guy be a good fanfare for the playlist? Um, a what up sound effect? Would that be a good? I was thinking maybe the da 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 from uh, Mario sixty four. What about a coin? Like you know, coin going into the um, arcade machines. That work. That works. Yeah, because then, then that's multiple games. Now that I think about it, the Mario sixty four one probably would be better for the the top of the hour. So yeah, that's probably not a bad call to be honest. Maybe for the future, once we get these, you know, actually set that up, but like. We can, we can work on that. We can work on that. But yes, it is the playlist, in case you're unaware of what, what's the, what's the playlist. Well, we play video games. This is a video game show. So why not talk about, you know, the games that we've been playing? So, Jesse, as always, what have you been playing over the last two weeks? Yeah, so it's, it's for me, um, uh, with my wife having come down, it's been an incredibly busy time, and so it hasn't been... Um, it hasn't been uh, quite the same schedule that it normally would be week to week, but um, obviously with with Rocket League's new season, at some point I'll get more like 
uh, immersed in that, I guess. Normally, that would be the very first thing I'd mention each week. Um, but there, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of opportunity for me. But what has... The bug that has bitten me over this past 14 days is uh, is undoubtedly Animal Crossing New Horizons. And uh, there's a good chance that a lot of people out there um, are hearing that and probably moved on from that game quite some time ago, probably thinking that they uh, played it to death during the early onset of the pandemic and it was... It couldn't have come out at a better time. Um, but uh, having two different switches in the house now uh, with both the one for the household and my wife's Switch Lite that are both very regularly running that game has uh, very much rekindled an interest for me. Um, and I have to very strongly consider investing in a Switch or maybe more likely a Switch Lite for myself very soon to take on the go because it's been uh yeah it's been virtually ever present in the house the last two weeks i've been exposed to so much of it it feels like like you know april 2020 again but in an actual good way and um yeah that uh that's taken up a fair bit of time uh much more than i guess the titles i'd usually go on about i think last time i was here it was um I think, it was, I think I was talking about Fire Pro Wrestling World and um, things of that nature. But, yeah, it's it's been a total trip back in time the last couple of weeks, but it's been fun. See, for me, literally last night, um, I purchased Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, wow, all right. Um, I've not played it yet. But, see, the reason I got it, because um, I got the Nintendo Switch, the two-for-one game, game thing you can get with the Nintendo Switch online. Right, yep. Um, and unfortunately, Nintendo has not announced any new games coming out that I'm particularly, like, invested in. So, no, no I got it for Breath of the Wild. Sorry, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I was like, okay, so let's just buy one of the games that are already there. Animal Crossing, I haven't done Animal Crossing. I've heard good things about it. So I'll give it a shot. Um, and it's another good offline game just to have on the Switch. But I have not played that yet. Um, I've still been going through, so a lot of my, the online games, just going through daily challenges, weekly challenges. So Fortnite, um, Splatoon 3, as well as Rocket League. I've been doing all of that. Um, I've also picked up um, Cinema Chronicles 3 a bit more and just slowly getting through that story. Um, yeah, <laughs> Xenoblade Three is—it's is a long I'm, game. Yeah, I—I—I've been convinced that they haven't finished making it yet because the playthrough that is going on in my house, like it—it it felt for weeks on end like it was no closer to the end than it was when I started watching this being played most days. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it feels like a game that they're just. They must just be constantly adding new stuff onto because it just seems to go. Well, yeah, I, f- I felt like at one point I was at the end because um, I sat through like an hour too long cut, an hour or two cutscene, um, oh and that days. wasn't the end. <laughs> yeah, there's been, there was so much of that, so much of that, um, and yeah, still going through Tears of the Kingdom. I did end up beating the final boss, um, and it is an epic sequence. I won't spoil it. But other than the song, which you'll be hearing a bit later, um, 
But the sequence itself is incredible. Um, just the amount of phases and the way it works. If you know, you know. But I have not seen anything like it in video games. The Just a slight tweak and it's just wow. Yeah, you'd hope. I mean, obviously, as as we ourselves covered um, just both before and just after this game came out, you, it was um, accompanied by an enormous degree of hype and anticipation. Uh, oh, the kind, yeah. The kind of thing that I typically only see reserved for, you know, Marvel movies at this point. And, yeah, you, you would hope for, you know, a stunning and uber satisfying payoff to accompany that because um i think that the way that the player base rallied themselves to this uh release they they wouldn't have accepted anything less i wouldn't think no um but yeah great game obviously still getting through side quests and whatever still um but i've very much enjoyed it and so much i'm gonna play you a little song from it we're going into The Demon Dragon, and that was obviously by Nintendo from the Tears of Kingdom original soundtrack. Right now, you're listening to Player One, and you're on Sen. Limes by Jasper Tigner was the song you just heard, and before that was The Demon Dragon by Nintendo from the Tears of Kingdom original soundtrack. This is Player One on Sen, and if you want to find all those songs and all the songs you'll be hearing throughout all of today's show, you can find that on our YouTube channel. Just go to Player One Sin, find the week that we're in, which is Season 2, Week 9, and you can find all those songs. Even if you're listening on a podcast, like, hmm, they're announcing these songs, where can I find them? Right there, my fella. But now it's time to take a bite out of that apple. WWDC happened very recently um, where they announced iOS 17, um, where they announced the Vision Pro, um, as well as what I'm more interested, um, macOS, I forgot the name, Son something. They give it weird names. It's not <laughs> I an easy... I highly doubt I'm going to be of much help with that. Son... It's this... Okay, the, ne- the next macOS update. That's all we need to know. Um... Pretty much the biggest thing in terms of gaming that they announced was the feature that they're adding, I believe it's, they're calling like a game kit um, porting. Um, they're bringing that to this new macOS version, which is then going to allow developers to a lot more easily um, adapt games from Windows to Mac. And not only is it just like regular Windows games, you can also... It has DirectX 12 support, which is surprising, to yeah, say the least. Yeah, that's a big deal. Undoubtedly, it's a big deal. So, DirectX 12 pretty much allows for some more performance-enhancing effects in gaming. Um, popular games such as Fortnite use it um, to bring extra effects. I believe it allows more destruction-based effects in these game engines. Um, but... Mac OS is known for being great for gaming, right? Oh, boy, yeah. If you've ever done um, 
Yeah, if you've ever done any serious PC-based gaming, you or have interacted with people online who do, the odds strongly suggest that you have been exposed to uh, a parade of insults and memes directed at uh, people who attempt, I guess, I, I can't say they succeed all the time, so we'll say attempt to um, play, you know, big picture, major titles on uh, on these iOS devices, uh, or on these uh, on these macOS devices, I should say. Um, goodness me, I, I think back to the middle of high school. This was uh, to to sort of demonstrate, you know, ten, eleven years ago how. Um, how long the people who own Macs have been copying it. But at least then there was the option to... St- you could still get Windows onto your Mac because it was still an Intel-based chip. You could still petition your drive to then get Windows onto it. So it's still kind of possible to get Windows on your Mac computer. But now with this Intel-based system... Um, sorry, this um, Silicon-based system, that is now nigh on impossible. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. I was off in my own world. The DirectX 12 is. Uh, they're not exactly starting small, you know. Like, no, that's um, that's an extraordinary leap to make. I uh, normally I should have been prepared for this. Normally, I have my uh, laptop out in front of me here on the table during the show, and in this case, I I don't. But I would have been able to check. Um, I would have been able to check the specs and see where I was with those sorts of um, programs. But the DirectX 12, yeah, I'd like to think that maybe that might... Uh, I don't know if it'll restore total parity um, between operating systems, but... Well, it's still got requires developer support. So it's not like you're instantly able to play games. No, um, it's not, it, it, it's not it an won't instant... be an immediate level playing field, I wouldn't think. Yeah, that, it's not that an kind instant of thing transfer. Would time. Um, like, it still requires support, but obviously... The biggest drawback for macOS gaming is the fact that not a lot of people game on macOS because there aren't many games for macOS. Developers don't design games for macOS because there aren't many gamers on macOS, and that's just a constant loop. So Apple bringing this feature to make it more accessible um, for developers and easier for them to port these games um, is a really great sign to maybe to try and break that loop a bit. Yeah, I think it has to be considered a big plus. Um, yeah, perhaps in this case the uh, supply may influence the demand to a point, but now I'm just glad we're not going to have to see those 2012, 2013 memes about, oh, look, gaming on a Mac, and it's a... Oh, they're still going to be around. It's a notebook folded over and there's a Monopoly board on top. I... Uh, yeah, I, I I think this is a good thing for the people who have been sort of Mac loyalists. I, uh, I, I'm glad they've been thrown a bone here. Thank you. I am... <laughs> I am what it As is. I look over at the <laughs> machine currently operating our stream, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, literally running the entire live stream <laughs> off, off a of Mac, so yeah. Darn fine job they do. Um, all right, let's just head into the next song, which is not... PC related, nor Mac related. Um, it's Nintendo related. It's the Three Horn Circus 
by Yoko and the Gold Bazookas, and that's from the Splatoon 3 original soundtrack, and you're on Player One on Sin. And welcome back to Player One on Sin with myself, Jesse, and James. The song, wait. That's... <laughs> yeah, see, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it, but you've looked at me and it has to be acknowledged now. <laughs> oh, I got Pokemon stuck in my head there. Um, yes, we're player one on Sin, and you've reached... Well, yeah, you got that part right. Yeah. You'd hope so, you know, by being the person who runs this show. It'd be, it'd be bad if I didn't know the name of the show. That'd be kind of bad. But yes, I, I am Jesse... And I am James. There we go. All right, we're back on parody now. <laughs> the song you just heard was Off With Your Heads by Nia Archives. If you want to hear that song and more like it, you can find that from the Sweet 16 players. You can hear that every Sunday at 5 p.m. And before that was the Three Horn Circus by Yoku and the Gold Bazookas. That was from the Splatoon 3 original soundtrack. And here at the checkpoint, it means we've reached the halfway point on the show... We've reached the checkpoint. You've got the flag. It's 8.58 p.m. here, which is pretty good. Pretty good here. We've, we've been further off uh, some episodes, so, yeah, I would take this as a uh, strategic victory. Indeed. And wherever you may be listening to us, whether that be on 90.7 FM DAB for Melbourne and Nam, sin.org.au or at Twitch at sin underscore FM, or perhaps maybe you're listening to us on one of the podcast platforms, those being Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. But we've got some things coming up for the rest of the show tonight. What do we have coming up, Jesse? Well, uh, I suppose to state the bleeding obvious, we're going to have some special guests coming up very, very shortly. Uh, yes, we'll be conducting an in-studio interview for you all. And we're also going to be talking about the Summer Games First and Xbox Showcase that, you know, quite a few things got announced there and a lot of things to get excited for. But for now, let's just head back to another tune. Hummingbird is the next song you're going to be hearing. And that's by Metro Boomin and James Blake. And that's from the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse original soundtrack. And right now, listen to Player One on Sin. And welcome on back to Player One on Sin. I'm James. I'm joined with Jesse. And we've got two extra faces here in the studio this evening. We've got Jack and we have Rachel. Do you guys want to say hi? Yeah, what's up? (laughs) What's going on? So they'll be they're from Medusa, and we'll be talking a bit more about that later in the show tonight. Um, but for now, it's time to get ready for October, because in the Summer Games Fest, and we'll talk about the Xbox Showcase in a little bit, there was a lot announced. A lot of it was also slated for October, mm. which, to me, seems very interesting. Like, October's going to be a packed month, but we'll just dive into some of the games that was announced during the Summer Games Fest to start off with. So, at the start of the show, we got an insight into Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, 
which is pretty much a 2D action and adventure spin-off from, obviously, Prince of Persia, um, and got more information at that from the Ubisoft Forward a few more days later. Pretty much a sequel, I believe it's a sequel, to the original Prince of Persia. Um, but then following this, we got straight up a deep dive into Mortal Kombat 1. Um, obviously, to note, this is not the first Mortal Kombat game. That no, that's it's, it's helpful for some people to know that, I think, yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen anything official to substantiate this since the night the first suggestion dropped, but there was supposed to have been a report that suggested that Peacemaker was going to be... Um, that Peacemaker was at least shortlisted as a likely DLC entry for this game later on. And I've never played a Mortal Kombat game myself, but if that meant that we had, like... John Cena voice lines and motion capture, then the uh, the pro wrestling fan in me would would be more intrigued than I have been in uh, for any previous Mortal Kombat title. So that would at least be nice. Let's hope that comes to fruition. Indeed, but so with Mortal Kombat One, probably the big thing that they did showcase was the addition to have um, cameo fighters. So essentially, you get a secondary fighter that you can kind of tag team with. Ah. Hell yeah. Um, so, um, just a, there's a lot more cameo fighters than main characters, um, but it allows you to have some quite some interesting combinations. Well, uh, Mortal Kombat's kind of like the ridiculous end of the fighting game spectrum. I mean, like, no other fighting game lets you rip the spine out of your opponent and, like, drink their blood. In terms oh, yeah. of the brutalities, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think it would carry half the reputation it does if it wasn't for that. Could, are we allowed blatant... to swear on this or no? Yeah. I no? doubt it. Okay, then. Well, <laughs> basically, like, you can rip someone's organs out and then, like, take a selfie through the cavity in their chest. It's pretty, like, pretty great. Like, <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> I, I'm kind of worried. Well, <laughs> if you're playing nice. a fighting game, you, you really want to rip someone's guts out, I feel. It's very you know? iconic. It's, it's one of those games that I fell very deep into. Like, I've never ever been, like, a huge gamer, but over the course of me discovering my love for games, like, Mortal Kombat is such, like, a pivotal part of that. And I'm very excited. She wants to kill people. I don't want to kill people. (laughs) I just like watching people being absolutely uh, torn to shreds. Is that that better or Um, worse? (laughs) That's the question. I don't know. know. You can take selfies mid-fatality now, though, apparently. So it's always good to hear about sort of games evolving for the modern age. Yeah, it's the current year, guys. Come on. Mm. Uh, But moving on from what else was announced at the Summer Games Fest... um, Exo Primal is collaborating with Street Fighter VI. Um, we've got a new trailer for Dead by Daylight where Nicolas Cage, yeah. of all people... What was this? I was <laughs> baffled with a capital B reading this after this happened because I missed the live show, but what on earth, of all humans... It makes perfect sense, really. When and we're talking about it, about it so it yeah. was a good move. Honestly, and he's he said that he's doing a very exaggerated version of his like famous yeah personality. So yeah, I'm yeah that's gonna be amazing. So yeah, Nicolas Cage is just he's just gonna be there. He's, he's, he's just yeah he's present. So he's can't ignore be him. himself in Dead by Daylight, <laughs> and 
I can't wait. Um, we, also, <laughs> we also got a brand new trailer for The Witcher Season 3, which Henry Cavill is still returning as the classic Witcher, um, which is great to know. We got Path of Exile 2, Witchfire, um, Crossfire, Sierra Squad, Remnant 2, Sonic Superstars, which is kind of reminiscent of the classic Sonic. Um, so very much the 2D playstyle with a bit of a modern graphics engine powering it. Yeah, that, that was one that caught my eye um, as well. I think it, it seems as if it's following more the sort of... Um, was it was it New Super Mario Bros. Wii that was the first to do the, yes. the scrolling platformer with the, the four-player cooperative function? Was it Wii or did that come later? Because I feel like I it has think it was to have the been Wii. that. The Wii yeah. was the first one that had the four-player option for that. It seemed very reminiscent of that, and so that was exciting for me. Yes. Um, we also got a trailer for Honkai Star Rail. Um, the Genshin somewhat similar. That's coming to PlayStation um, in the last quarter of the year. We got Lies of Pi, not to be confused with Life of Pi. Mm. Um, Sandland. Throne and Liberty, Warhaven, Party Animals, Alan Wake 2, um, we got to find out more about, Warhammer, Space Marine, Yes, Your Grace, and yeah, a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm just scrolling through this list I have. Um, I mean, you're pretty close to the one that I think the vast majority of people were talking the most about when it was said and done, which at least as far as I could see, was Marvel Spider-Man 2. Um, huge, huge amount of buzz there, as anything bearing those likenesses tends to have these days. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if the feedback was different on your end, but what I was looking at was 90% talking about Spider-Man 2, maybe the other 10% Final Fantasy. It might have been closer to even in some other circles. Indeed. Talking about Final Fantasy, we did get two things for Final Fantasy VII. So we've got Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is a spin-off that's coming to mobile devices, um, as well as Final Fantasy... I'm trying to... The name here. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the sequel-esque to Final Fantasy VII... I forgot the name the the normal one the normal one <laughs> it has a name wait what are you I talking about final, final fantasy, fantasy what's the i'm pretty sure there was a name at least on the title cuz i'm pretty sure part of the classic final fantasy 7 it had both of these games in it but they've actually split it up into two parts in the in this well back in the remake. day it was just 7 it was just that's, 7 that's back, what in I was gonna say. back in the day back, that was when i was a young yeah. you know but but this yeah. time we've got like you know the HD graphics, you got the fancy voice lines, you got the bippity boppity booze. Mm. Back in my day, we just had a stick and a rock. We had to share that rock. They're just going to keep making Final Fantasy sevens until they run out of Final Fantasy sevens to make. I think. Well, only time will tell. But for now, we're going to just head to a bit of a music break. The next song you're going to be hearing is. Hello, Hello, Hello by Remy Wolf, and that's from the Forza Horizon 5 playlist. You listen to Player One, and Player One is on send. 
And the song that just played was Girls by Thea, and before that was Hello, Hello, Hello by Remy Wolf, which is from the Forza Horizon 5 playlist. You're on Player One on Sin, and we still need to get ready for October, because not only did we have the Summer Games Fest, we had the Xbox Showcase. Now, before we actually dive into what they revealed, something I really want to commend Xbox with how they made the presentation, because I tuned in for a bit. Not a lot, because at 3 a.m., um, but I tuned in for a little bit. Um, a lot of their games, a lot of their reveals, I should say, it just they just went straight in. No dilly-dallying in between, which often you see a lot, with particularly with the Summer Games Fest. They talk a bit, a, a lot. Um, the Ubisoft Forward, they did. They talked, had a lot of talking. It was just pure gameplay, sometimes some cinematics. And then a lot of these games are coming to Xbox Game Pass, so if you already have that subscription... You're getting these for free. So. Yeah, well, what's not to like? Exactly. Um, let's just dive into some of the things that they did announce during the Xbox Showcase. So, Cyberpunk 2077, the, the Phantom Liberties um, DLC. We got a lot more of a deep dive into that, finding a bit more information about what Night City is ha- happening in Night City at the moment. And we get to obviously see Keanu Reeves returning as Johnny Silverhand once again, the plague caught in your mind. If you know the story, you know the story. Um, High on Life, the Rick and Morty-esque video game dealing with aliens and taking over stuff, gets a DLC <laughs> High on Knife. All right. I like the title. I know. It's like like a South Park-esque kind of title, I feel. Mm, It's got that kind of vibe to it. The the DLC, very much different to the game, has a few horror vibes that go with it as well, Mm. Um, which is interesting because the main game is very much of a comedy, even though the horror still has some comedy aspects of it. Um we get a bit of a look into Avoid, um, and we get a bit more of an idea of the game's world in that. The first Descendant is getting a cross-play beta in August, so if you want to play that, go and enjoy the beta. Towerborn um, we're getting a, is a new game from Banners Saga's, Sto- Banners Saga's Stoic. Um, we've got a gameplay trailer from that. And Fallout 76. Um, this caught me by surprise. It's it's still going. Um, when did Fallout 76? That was like ages ago. That was like... A very long time. Yeah. yeah at four least, years ago now. At least four years. Mm, I, I'm, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, given they're still giving updates, especially with the heat that it got on release, I'm still surprised they're bringing updates. Although I know it has severely improved than it was upon release. Um, but it's getting an update, so it's they're bringing werewolves to Fallout. Oh, my God. Um, Calm down. Not <laughs> exactly the type of thing that I was expecting, but... Uh, oh, but I'm here it, for it. If you're going for radiation, werewolves are radiation. Sure. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I might stick with the ghouls from New Vegas. <laughs> Those are cool. 
Hi-Fi Rush is getting an arcade challenge update, um, which is with two new game modes, BMP Rush and Power Up Tower Up. Um, I'm definitely excited to give these a shot. I very much enjoyed my playthrough of Hi-Fi Rush, one of the best rhythm games I've played in a hot minute. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom um, is a new DLC, even though the current DLC Morrowind or something Morrowind is releasing tomorrow. So announcing huh. the next DLC when the yeah I, I other recall DLC covering that recently yeah I, I recall us discussing about that not very long ago yeah hmm lots of DLC that's, if, that's you, curious, if, yeah. if you if you want to play Elder Scrolls you've got a lot of DLC if you it, want to get more is that Xbox exclusive or I don't or just content for the Xbox I don't no the con the DLC isn't Xbox ex- exclusive huh. um but I be- I don't know if it's on PlayStation Elder Scrolls Online I'm pretty sure it is. I I would find it hard to imagine it's not, um, but I have although no Bethesda, knowledge to verify that. Although Bethesda does own... Sorry. <laughs> Xbox owns Bethesda, not the other way around. That would be a, mm, that would a big shock for the industry <laughs> if it was the other way around. That so, would probably scare Activision too. Because mm, Microsoft lost market share in the last year to PlayStation, so this year they have like incentive to try and release everything as quick as and as fast as possible try and like kind of uh what do they call it? like force multiplier like overwhelm yeah like get back in yeah they definitely have a lot of studios speaking of a lot of studios id at xbox which is kind of xbox's um indie showcase e type thing um showcased 11 games including dragger stray goal stray gods the role-playing musical sonzai slime heroes naiad spirit swap lo-fi Spirit Swap Lo-Fi Beats to match three. Botany Manor, Despolete, Island of Wind, Psychromia, and El Paso Elsewhere. Um, so a lot of games coming from the indie scene on Xbox. Yeah, role-playing musical sounds fun. Yeah. I can get behind that concept. No, that's Stray Gods, the role-playing mus- musical. Frankly, that that doesn't that doesn't make me less intrigued. I think that uh, yeah, that, that's an eye-catching title for sure. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator gets a June expansion, so you can fly around in the Orinth- Orinthopter, the, the the flying thing in June. <laughs> if yeah, that, uh, <laughs> the plane that's, thingy. Yeah, the thing that looks like a dragonfly. Yeah, but a bit bigger. I find this puzzling, but. But intriguing. Um, and we've got a bit more of a look into Hellblade's two motion capture technology. Um, it's looking to be a very high quality game. 33 Immortals got a gameplay demo. And that is probably some of the biggest highlights. And we've got a, a lot more games for ID Xbox as well. But yeah, Phasmophobia as well, can't forget. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I knew I was going to forget something. There's, there's just too many. And that, that one fits the best because I feel like it's so suited to console. Just straight away. It's it's kind of like difficult to get everyone together for PC gaming sometimes. But I mean, I had to switch to console some years ago. You had to. Yeah, because like work on computer and like to play games on computer as well after work. It's like kind of drives you insane. Mm. So you're kind of like driven to the console. So then to be able to play something like that. Oh, man, that's so good. In... 
indeed. But that's going to be it for the Xbox Game Showcase. Oh, a lot of games. The only company we have not seen any information from is Nintendo. So maybe over the next few weeks we'll get a direct, maybe. I'd like to think that, yeah. We'll um, complete the Triforce, per se. I don't. I guess it's probably too late now for um, a direct to come out in a, in time for us to discuss it on the season finale next week, which is a shame. But hopefully we can kick off. Uh, hopefully we can kick off season three with some big news. That'd be nice. It would be nice. But for now, it's time to head into another song. What you could be hearing next is "One Greater Than One" by Valorant and Eric Doe. That's from the Valorant original soundtrack. And you are on player one, Onsen. And the song that you just heard was I Got A Feeling by Stone. That's from the Sweet 16 playlist. And before that was One Greater Than One by Valorant and Eric Doe. If you want to find all the songs that we've been hearing to throughout tonight's show and the ones coming up, you can find that on our YouTube playlist. Just go to player one Sin. This is Season 2, Week 9, and maybe if you're listening on the podcast platforms, you can find we've been saying some of these songs. You can find that there. But now, I've, I've got some people in the studio. Hello. Hi there. You want to introduce yourselves again? Yeah, so I'm Jack. I'm uh, one half of Medusa, which is uh, a live-action role-playing group in Victoria. And I'm Rachel. I am a longtime fan and supporter of Medusa. And player of Medusa. Yeah, critical player, I would say. Thank you. Main character. Oh my god, thank you so much. Indeed. So, you're talking about Medusa. What exactly is Medusa? Yeah, so, well, essentially, Medusa is like a creative studio which does live-action role-playing games. Um, We may not just do that in the future, but that's what we're doing right now. And essentially, we are creating live-action role-playing games that anyone can come to. You don't have to be identifying as a role player to play. Uh, We've designed a system which is really easy to start on, so you don't need to know anything about how tabletop RPG games work. You don't need to have any theater background, any improv experience. You can just rock up, and essentially we kind of induct you into the game through the game. And the whole thing happens within five hours. Uh, So it's sort of like a... Maybe you could say it's like a crash course on how to be a live-action role player. And then also we have an emphasis on having like a bit of a silly good time uh, provided you just don't break character. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds great. So say I was interested, you're going and getting involved. So what I come as, what type of character does it have to be? Um, a video game character? Does sure, it have to be like sure. a medieval character? Is there any like... This is a good question. Yeah, yeah. Sure. What, what, what is the types of characters yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about here? So, Well, our next event... Uh, so in the past, we've done like a Renaissance theme one and we hired... We actually hired the chapel at the uh, Abbotsford Convent which is a whole story because it didn't like it, went, it, the, the, it was great and we maybe didn't get along super well with the Catholic <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah but uh, mm-hmm. that's okay uh, and then we had like a, a, an ancient Greek one at an amphitheater which was awesome for those classicists among us who know heaps about mythology the next one we're doing is a mafia themed live action role playing game and we've hired an entire club out in Northcote uh, so and, and being in the mafia it's like you Oh, it's just it's just easy to jump in because you've seen at least one mafia movie, so you kind of get the gist. Yeah, yeah. You have you have the idea that you obviously mafias and you can do certain things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not dive into what those certain things are, <laughs> but 
so you have these types of events where so it's, everything's like themed after particular yeah, theme like moments in history or events. Uh, like in the future, we want to do maybe like a Roman gladiatorial one. We want to try and do maybe like a presidential uh, address around like the Cold War. So we have a certain moments in history we think are interesting. And then we always try to establish different factions that existed in that time that you can play as. So, for example, uh, in the one that we did that was set in ancient Greece, you could play as one of the Greek gods, which gave you different kinds of abilities. Or you could play as an Athenian or a Spartan uh, or you, uh, from Hades. And then that kind of dictates the people you're playing with and your play style and the kinds of abilities that you get while you're playing. So when you talk about these kinds of abilities mm-hmm. and role-playing, obviously, as human beings, yes, you don't, we don't yeah. have the power to smite people off the earth with lightning bolts. Unfortunately. Um so how exactly do you portray this in the fact that it's obviously it's not a motion it's not on screen it's not a movie yeah. it's something you're doing IRL in live action um so how do you portray that and how do you still like how does everyone understand it cuz i could yeah. point and say yeah theoretically magic happens yeah, yeah, but then yeah. how does everyone else like understand that and get along with it well, I guess, like, just to sound really woo-woo, like, one day I would hope that a LARP could exist where you could do that, and that would be with very trusted friends in a really safe environment where you could just make up the rules as you go. But okay. but in our case, we have these essentially, like, ability cards, and so at the beginning of the event, someone meets you at the door, and they say, hey, you've got your ticket, great, which faction are you in, and which class did you pick? And then based on what class you chose, they're like, oh, so, for example, with, with the Mafia game, you may have chosen to be a heavy like an enforcer, right? So you can knock people out. So you'll actually get like an ability card that lets you knock people out. And so during the night, there's different, like there's like auctions happening, there's gambling happening, there's all kinds of different theaters of, of play happening, uh, all live, all in real time. And if you wanted to knock someone out, you just could grab your card, touch them with it. They grab the card and go, oh crap. And the next thing you do is like role play, throwing a punch and they get knocked out and they have to act unconscious for 20 seconds. In which okay. case you can like rub them or maybe they were guarding something which you can now take, whatever it is. And all the different classes have different kinds of abilities like stealing or drugging someone to be uh, like to tell the truth always or something like this. So there's there's an expectation that everyone who's there will play along with the what the card says, which I guess relies on a bit of trust. But that's kind of the point. It's sort of like if you're coming and you're going to cheat, well, you can't come back. Like, yeah, okay. Why so are you so there's there? there's still that yeah expectation totally. in place. All right, that's that's really great to know. Um, we'll talk about this a bit more for the later, but for now, we'll dive into just another song, and we'll get to talk to you a bit more later in the show. Next song you're going to be hearing is the Starfield main theme by the London Symphony Orchestra, and you are on player one. On sin. Bones sinking like stones by 44 Ardent was a song you just heard, and before that was the Starfield main theme by the London Symphony Orchestra, obviously from the Starfield original soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin, and I'm still joined with Medusa. Hello, hello. Hello. Again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, Good I, to be here. I psyched you out there, didn't I? I was like, <laughs> mm, confused Powerful you. psychic abilities. I know. Mm. I'm feeling it strong. <laughs> so, 
Medusa uh, live-action role-playing group here in the studio. Um, so just got some more questions about how this type of things works. So what exactly led you to starting to want to get involved with um, LARP events? So I've been a professional escape room designer for about four years now. Okay. And um, I don't know if you've done many escape rooms I've done a few. Sure. So I used to work at Ukiyo, designing rooms there, and now I work at Curium. Uh, And if anyone listening plays many escape rooms, maybe you've played those rooms. And I was finding that, because people were going to escape rooms to kind of spend quality time with their friends, really. Like, if you really break it down. Yeah. Uh, And I was finding that it was not introducing people to new people. And I wanted to do events that were in the vein of escape rooms that were for a larger audience. And I also have... I've been playing at live action role playing games for over ten years, like, and I've always found them to be just amazing. And you just meet so many people, and there's such a sense of community, and it's just it's just so cool. Like, once you kind of take that plunge initially, uh, and so yeah, uh, just working with people at the escape room, we started to sort of scheme together and started to run these events. And initially, it was just for kind of friends and, and friends of friends, and it's just slowly growing and growing until, um, yeah, like I said, we've now booked out an entire nightclub uh, just to run our events. Um, yeah, so it's sort of just a natural progression, it feels like. Yeah, and obviously, you have your own website mm. um, that people can check out if they want to be interested, um, but... I know I, for one, um, going into these types of events for the first time, it can seem somewhat intimidating. For sure. Um, and it's kind of nervous putting yourself out so much. Like, what do you say to people who kind of feel the same, but they're still interested? Like, what? Yeah. what is the step from now to there? Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually a good question. If... You're someone who might be, for example, like fairly introverted or maybe just like doesn't consider themselves to be good at, say, improv. Uh, I would say don't worry because actually once you are at the event, because everybody is in character, it's actually easier to just fall into it and be in character as well than it is to not be in character. Like you're kind of when someone turns up to you and says, uh, I say that we have to stop them. They're coming. It's actually hard to reject that. Yeah. That prompt. So you kind of go, well, who's coming? What's happening? And you kind of just get pulled into it. And on top of that, like the, the reason we have mechanics and abilities and rules and uh, whether it's the money or power or votes or whatever the mechanics are of that game that actually dictates who's winning or whatever is that you have a, like a shared understanding of what the stakes are in that fictional reality uh, and so it's kind of our job to facilitate new players to come in and, and just click into place. Also, the f- faction leaders are are sort of hand-chosen people who we really trust to, to facilitate and bring new people in to feel comfortable. And then I'll, the next thing I'd say is that if you, despite all of that, you're still like, whoa, writing a character or coming up with someone, that's like too much. You can always just reach out to be a non-playable character because we need NPCs to help us tell the story of the world. And they kind of get more of more direction. They're not there to, like, be heroes or, like, win necessarily. Well, who, which NPC has ever won before? Uh, oh, like in history? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, But, you know, NPCs have a really good time often because they have a license to be a, just a villain, you know, or a license to just be 
just a strange character or a really big character or you kind of have a bit of a license uh, depending on, on, you know, kind of say, oh, what kind of role would suit you as an NPC? Who do you really want to be? We kind of write a character for them. But they have a lot more support because they're part of the crew, so to speak. So, yeah, I'd say that's a really good way to start if you were, like, not sure how to get in. And the other thing is, of course, just bring a friend, you know. Okay. Yeah, because if you're with a mate, you can kind of navigate it. You, ha- you have someone to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rachel, you, you weren't one of the founding people from what I'm aware. So what led you to kind of heading into this space? Well, um, I've been good friends with Jack and Sandy for a very long time and kind of was there at the beginning when they sort of were coming up with this idea that they could actually make this into something quite big. Um, Personally, I've always kind of been a bit of a dramatic person and studied theatre and performing arts. Got that flair. (laughs) That's putting it lightly. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I did cosplay... Um, for a few years, always loved dress-ups. So this was kind of like the next level was to move into LARPing. And as someone who is a bit more of an extroverted person, I did struggle a little bit at first at the first event. Like I, I the anxiety got to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being there with everyone else who is kind of like able to help pull you in to the experience is amazing and really helpful. And also I'd say being in the costume really helps bring you into the character and really, like, makes you become who you want to be, so... Just brings you into that immersion, just yeah. enhancing it. Oh, yeah. Like, I got to play Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty right. and love, yep. uh, at the last event, and, yeah, that was <laughs> that was an incredible experience. And Can just imagine. having everyone react to you in that way was... <laughs> look, gave me a little bit of a big head, but... <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, it would, it but would. Yeah, it would give it was, anyone. Yeah, it was really great, though, because the people... Everyone was responding in such a way that just made it so real. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just I can't wait for the next one. It's going to be amazing. Now, just one more question for you both. Um, Just for those of people outside of Melbourne who might be listening at the moment, like what's the best way for them to get involved in these types of events in their own communities? Yeah, so I think each – correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure each state does have a bit of a LARP presence uh, finding it might take a little bit of snooping around, but uh, the, the, how I got into it was actually when I first moved to Melbourne from Queensland, I went to Good Games, which is like a board game shop in the city, and I just happened to sort of, through playing board games there, meet people who are running LUPs. Um, and I guess it's like trying to find that wider community where these things are happening, which is a bit of a, uh, you know, it's a bit of a mission maybe, but once yeah. you've found it, Oh, it's so worth it. Like, and, and I know that there are some great LARPs happening in Brisbane, great ones happening in Adelaide, um, obviously Sydney as well. I actually don't know much about like the northwest side of the country when it comes to this stuff. But um, Well, you, you're not, not a everywhere, man. You, you don't exist everywhere at once. So. Unfortunately, no. I need to bring it to Cairns, though. You can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming on today for the show. Um, if people are interested in Medusa at all, what is the best place for them to find you at all? Yeah, so basically if you just go to uh, medusarpg.com, uh, you'll see our next event, which is called Vendetta, which is this mafia event I've been talking about, uh, which is in actually just three weeks now, uh, where you can play as Italian mafia, Russian mob, uh, you can play as the uh, the biker gangs or the Yakuza. You can even play as undercover cops, which is the really spicy. Okay. Like, if you're really like, if you love playing werewolf and things like this, 
yeah, it's like your whole night is going to be just paranoia. <laughs> but some people love that. And there's a suspiciously large amount of people playing as undercover cops, which is uh, going to be very interesting. I feel like if you're going and you're not playing undercover cop, you shouldn't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> just keep your uh, friends. friends close, yeah, your but enemies what if they're closer. Not, what if they're not your friends? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the trick question. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about that being the next event. It's kind of similar to our next song, which is Major Crimes is the Ooh. name of the song. And that's by Health. And that's from the Cyberpunk 2077 original soundtrack. You've been listening to Player One on Sin with Medusa. Sleeves Touch My Elbows was the song you just heard. And that was by One Tablespoon and Morawai Los Metagoles. And that's from the Sweet 16 playlist. You can hear that every Sunday at 5 p.m. And before that was Major Crimes by Health. And that was from the 2077 original soundtrack. And that's it. That's our show for this evening. Player One has reached the tower, the checkpoint, or we've gotten a game over. Let's say, let's say we, we beat the castle. Let's just go with that. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone so much for tuning in today. Um, it's been a great blast to be talking about the Xbox Showcase. The how do I? Why am I always forgetting the names of things? The Summer Games Fest, talking to Medusa. Um, if you do want to listen to some of the past episodes that we've been talking, um, you can find that on Player One, on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find some of our socials at Player One Sin on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also on YouTube, if you want to find all the songs that you've heard throughout today, or maybe you're listening on the podcast platforms, you can find the songs that we've been talking about there. And while... Okay, so next week is our final episode of the season for season two. We'll be back then two weeks after. And then once we're back, we're we're on pretty regularly. We're on every week, Monday, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And there's plenty of places you can catch us live. You can catch us live on your classic radios on 90.7 FM, as well as DAB if you're in Melbourne and Nam. You can catch us on sin.org.au, as well as at Twitch at sin underscore FM. But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for coming along tonight. And before we go, I will end you with one one song that's quite reminiscent since it's it's 10 p.m. here. So why not why not head into a sleep party, which is the next song that you're going to be hearing, Sleep Party by Tokimeki Records and Desired featuring Mind Freak. Thanks, everyone, for coming. You've been listening to Player One, and you are on send.